Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... Ah! I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 38 of the Worship Leader Probs Podcast. What's up, Big Tasty? (laughs) Come on. 38, my man. 38. Yeah, We're almost as old as you are. Oh, come on now. I'm because I'm gonna be 40 in September. I'm freaking out, dude. Dude, I'm gonna just tell you. At 40, it's like somebody gets into your car. It's almost like a, that Jesus take the wheel moment, uh, moment that somebody made. Like he gets in the car and steps on the gas. Oh no! It starts going quicker. Well, then I hear everything starts falling apart at 40, and I'm like, oh gosh, yeah. everything starts falling. <laughs> <laughs> Falling apart in my 30s. I'm jacked. For- You're just getting it taken care of early. Yeah, dude. That's good. Um, all right. So I have to tell a funny story. So um, last night, uh, today's Monday, and uh, it's kind of cool. I'm actually recording my first podcast from TC3, where I'm going to be Come serving on. starting in August. We came down to kind of dream. Uh, you've heard me say we're moving into a brand new auditorium uh, my first week here. So we we're dreaming about where's the iMac going to go? What's going on in the center screen? Like, What's the service flow going to look like? So a lot of fun this morning. Awesome. Um, so I uh, recorded my first podcast from here. So uh, the reason we're doing it on Monday is because um, I had some meetings last night at my old church. And so I got home and I texted did Brian. I'm like, hey, bro, I, you know, I could be good you know, anytime around seven. And I'll say he texts me back and he's like, dude, I was just watching a show on Netflix about tacos. And now I have to go find tacos. Can we record tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I didn't even get a whole episode in. You really? I, I only watched part of it. It's called The Taco Chronicles on Netflix. <laughs> and it was all in Spanish. There were subtitles, but there's a lot to look at with these big meat things on the screen. And um, I looked at Kim and I said, she goes, you need, you're going to need tacos now, aren't you? <laughs> I said, <laughs> I am. And need is an accurate yeah. description of what I'm experiencing. So, so he told me this and I just laughed and laughed and laughed, right? So um, so w- my wife was not home and our friend Carson that's kind of living with us right now, he had gone cycling. So I started playing some, some Fortnite. And uh, so finally Carson gets back, Lori gets home and, and I was telling them and we were, we were laughing at Brian needing tacos. So we start watching a show on Netflix called Street Food. There it is. It's like this really cinematically filmed documentary on street foods around the world, right? Mm. So now I'm Carson hooked. and I'm I... I'm hooked already. Yeah. So now Carson and I tonight have to go get Indian food because the episode we watched was about this lady in India who sells street food and we're like, I really want Indian food now. So to this <laughs> afternoon... So I need to apologize because if I made fun of you about needing your tacos, now I I need I need some naan. Dude, I'm I'm telling you, it it it, it the the visuals they were just I could almost smell it. Oh, that I mean that's good can, camera work right Oof, there. So good, so good. And so how you translate to that to your church as we're listening to the Worship Leader Pops podcast is as you're doing your production and your live stream, you want it to be so good that people feel like. Man, Jesus is in the room right now. Just Absolutely. like Brian saw tacos and needed him. <laughs> film film your services in a way that people go, Jesus, I need some of him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, it was fun last week. BT and I were together uh, with Scott Longyear. And so 
we recorded a podcast together, but you'll get that next week. Um, so we're a little out of order in how we've recorded recently. But man, we had a blast. Um, we hung out at Maryland Community Church and did a bunch of dreaming and planning uh, for the Worship Leader Probs. I don't need nation, ministry, global takeover. Absolutely, I don't really know what you man. want to call it. Good. All, all, here's what you need to know. Good stuff is on the way. If I could quote Samuel L. Jackson from the classic film Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. (laughs) (laughs) So it was funny. So um, this creative team thing that we did this morning, it was me, the worship pastor. Uh, We have a full-time video guy. And then we have a full-time associate worship leader who leads for student ministry and on the weekends. My friend Carson came down and then this kid Tucker who's interning here. So we're all in the room together. And I, I quoted Jurassic Park while we were talking. And, and this guy, Zach, goes, did you just quote Jurassic Park? And then proceeds to show me three different Jurassic Park tattoos that he has on his body. Oh. He's such a fan of Jurassic Park. It was awesome. That's commitment. Yeah, dude. So, it, dude, it, down here, it's, it's so funny. I was telling Brian before we started recording, like, coming from Pathway, we had very... Um, conservative production. I mean, you led there. I mean, it's nothing special to my first weekend here. We've got to figure out how to film to our live stream, two different venues and people walking from the old church to the new church and getting audio in both rooms and the TVs. And it was just like, it was so fun this morning. Like so awesome. Kind of being stretched, you know, and like guys, like the church I'm going to right now, they're they're 1100 people. So yeah, it's a big church, but it's not like shockingly big mm-hmm. where like that technology is like, we're figuring it out on a shoestring budget and just kind of making it happen. You know what I mean? So like, I want to encourage you wherever you're at, man, there are things you can be doing that. Yeah. You see the big churches doing it, but like, if you just kind of think a little bit, like you can do some really, really cool stuff. Absolutely. I, Hey, I like your backdrop at pathway. Yeah. You told me about that. They're, they're the the cardboard cake rounds that you find under your cake or under your pizza when you order them. Really sharp, man. Appreciated that. Really sharp. Yeah. And so like you're hearing me talk about crazy stuff about getting audio in one. Guys, we're using X32s. Now, eventually we're going to be having Midas Pro Xs and stuff, but like to make this thing happen, it's an X32. I don't know what that is. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, probably 85% of the churches listening to this, that's what they're mixing in front of house. And, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Excellent. It's a, it's a $1,500 console that Behringer makes mm. that is the church console. And like, that's what we're doing a lot of this on. So you can do it, um, you know? And so I, it, that's been, that's been some really cool. I'm going to do, um, we have a YouTube account coming. Um, so we're going to start putting up content for you guys. We're going to take the podcasts and actually record the video of them. And we're going to post those so you can go back and kind of watch if you'd like. Um, but then also just some like devotional stuff. Well, I'm going to do a little series of like what it looks like to transition into a new church, into a new building with new technology and how we train volunteers. And like, I want you to see, like, we're not a big ginormous entity here, but doing some really cool stuff. So we're and you know what we're people just like you. We're in churches. I'm in a classroom in our, uh, like a, our Ed Wing. <laughs> uh, you know, probably be a guy coming in here sweeping or emptying the trash or whatever here while I'm in here recording. We're just in churches, man. We're all in this together, and 
you know, hey, we're at 241 on the reviews on Instagram, or sorry, Ooh, on, yeah. on iTunes. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Can you get us like to 300? Um, there's a there's thousands of people who listen to this and we, we need you to help us get to like 300 reviews and we need you to subscribe uh, to the podcast. We need you to review it five stars, um, get us to 300 reviews. And then when we launch this YouTube channel, we're going to be talking about subscribing to that. Uh, we need you, uh, we will need you to do that uh, once it goes live too. And um, if you've gotten anything out of this, man, uh, subscribe, tell your friends, uh, we're just so grateful for all of you. Amen. Did oh, you have like, a Carson, did you have a power you, outage? No. So <laughs> at at this church at TC3 where I'm going to be serving, every light is automatic. Oh, gotcha. So all, all, all you have to do is walk into a room and they come on. And so I must have been still for long enough and everything turned off. <laughs> so so you know it happens to all of us. Happens to all of us, buddy. So. Well, dude, what are you looking forward to coming up? What's going on in your life? Uh, let's see here. Experience conference. Oh, wait a second. Is that the place that people can come and actually meet us and meet be a part it. of a live taping of a podcast? Right. You guys, we have so much stuff that we're getting ready for experience conference. We're going to have some swag. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm right now looking at a laptop sticker. Oh, it's pretty sweet, I got to tell you. So just come, come and hang, man. You're going to get great worship, amazing speakers, hang with us and Scott Longyear. Um, it's it's in it's Disney World, man. You can't yeah. can get no better than that. Well, you can. Is Disney World with you and I? Well, there you go, buddy. I don't know that you get it better than that. It's gonna it's gonna be lit. It's gonna be a bop. It's gonna be a bop. Maybe a jam. I don't know. I don't know how crazy it's. That's right. We're going to bop, man. And we're going to hang. It's going to be great. Like one-on-one group hangs, whatever. We'll, we'll just, we'll be around. So come and see us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right. Big tasty. So can I tell them our idea or do you want them to wait for the thing we're going to do together at the experience conference that I told you about? I, I don't remember what it was. Oh, so I have this idea. Like I said, we're building this YouTube channel. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Since, since, since Brian and I don't get to hang out all the time because he's in Indiana, I'm in Florida, we're going to make a video series at Experience called The Adventures of Tasty and Jer. That's right. That's right. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. You, maybe you'll be, be in it. The, oh, my gosh. That's so true. Dude, right? Yeah. Come on, fam. Come on. Come on. All right. Well, let's get into our first segment of the podcast that is my favorite called Prayer Concerns. Each week on the Worship Leader Problems podcast, we take just a few moments and we like to read all of the comments that you get on your connection cards at your church. Um, because the funniest thing about it is, even though it says, how can we pray for you? And I even know churches, we used to do this where it would say, how can we pray for you? And it would say, please keep all comments sent to the main office. So trying to get people to know this is for prayer only, but instead people like to write in all the things you're doing wrong and all things they don't like about how you're doing church. And so um, we always enjoy this moment to do this. Now, again, 
we're not trying to make fun of anybody. We're just trying to make the world feel a little bit smaller for you. You can see it doesn't matter what size church you're in, what part of the country you're in. We're all dealing with the same thing. So, Mr. Probs, what are we talking about this week? Prayer concern number one. One time a guy came up to me after worship and said, I didn't know we were allowed to do jazzercise at church. <laughs> I feel I feel like you need to explain jazzercise because there's probably a lot of people listening that don't know what that is. Well, I, I'm not sure I know what it is other than it's got to be like the Richard Simmons, like dancing around to music for exercise, right? Maybe exactly. in this case, it's jazz, which I guess it would have to be pretty fast jazz to get oh, an yeah. actual workout out of it. But, you know, jazzercise. So. Yes, it's like now it would be kind of like the old lady aerobics because it's not really <laughs> around anymore, but the women who used to do it back in the day. Oh, loving it, man. It, Maybe it was some big leg warmers. Some leg warmers. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you like, you would see Beverly Goldberg doing. She jazz, does jazzercise. jazzercise. She talks about it all the time. That's right. That's right. Like you would literally like in the eighties, early nineties, you'd walk through the mall and there would be a place they're doing jazzercise. <laughs> it was a big deal. <laughs> it was a really big deal. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, number two. You guys don't wear enough hats on stage. I went to this one church where the worship was amazing and they were all wearing these really cool hats. I've got some great hats at home. I can bring them in for you next time I'm here. Oh my gosh. That's funny because I know a lot of people who like would never, they, they used to fight us at, at the beginning about like playing elevation tunes because they wore hats on stage there. But even though we weren't wearing hats on stage, the people who write it wear hats on stage. So therefore we shouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, come, come on, on, fam. Come on, fam. All right, number three, after leading worship for a youth event, a mom walked up to me with a really big smile on her face and said, I really hope you're not getting paid. Maybe you could serve in other areas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would just look at him and go, baby, this is your tithe money hard at work right here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my god! Oh, people, come on now. All right, number four. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. When you, I, every time when I, your face, when you start laughing beforehand. Honey, you do a wonderful job, but you're going to have to pronounce your words more clearly. I can't understand you up there. <laughs> she, the person wrote it out. Can't. C-A-I-N apostrophe T. I can't oh. understand you up there. Oh my gosh. That is fantastic. Can't understand you. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh my gosh. All right. Number five. When you play the drums, can you not play the cymbals? They hurt my grandma's ears. <laughs> no cymbals, man. That's funny. Hit Andrew em. Stone. Just don't hit those always cymbals. Used, yeah, Andrew Stone, who was the drummer, I always talk about, if I could, I'd take every cymbal off every stage in, the, in America. <laughs> because they bleed into everything, like, audio-wise. Like, he hated cymbals. Oh, my gosh. People, <laughs> people, people. All right, number six. I once had a lady tell me that the lighting I installed at my church was too much, and it wasn't holy, and between that and playing the music too loud, I was going to scare off the Holy Spirit, because he is like a dove, and doves are skittish. 
Isn't there a Prince song about doves? When doves this cry. is what it sounds like mm. when doves cry. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. By the way, there's a there is a female drummer who okay. follows us who okay. used to play for Prince. Well, obviously she follows us. How cool is that? We are your one-stop shop for entertainment and One stop shop. Exactly. Exactly. One stop. One yeah. stop. One stop. But don't stop listening right now. Don't stop listening. Don't even don't slow stop down. Believing Just either. keep trucking. <laughs> okay, number sorry. Number 7. <laughs> When a church member says, your daughter is sweet, but then you remember you're only 16 and don't have a daughter. Uh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yowzers. Yeah, yeah. All right, number eight, the last one and the bottom of the pudding cup. I come from a super diverse church with many refugees from Africa. Mm. Last Christmas, we decided to have the nativity story read in all the different languages, ending with English. It was so powerful. And afterward, one elderly, one of the elderly ladies came up to our team and said, I enjoyed the worship, but not the reading. I couldn't understand half of it. You know, who's the comedian that does who's your here's your sign? Oh, I don't know. George, it's not George Carlin, is it? I don't know. Like you I say something know. stupid and they're like, here's your sign. <laughs> it's oh like it was, you know, ministering to the refugees from Africa, probably why yeah. you couldn't understand. <laughs> I couldn't understand it. half of that thing. Couldn't understand half of it. Then we did our job right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Well, oh. Worship with Problems Nation, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns. If you would like us to read your prayer concerns here live on the Worship Leader Probs podcast, all you have to do is go to info at worshipleaderprobs.com and you can send it in to us that way or you can hit us up in the DMs because uh, sometimes we'll like, even put up in the story like, hey, what's the craziest thing anybody's ever said to you in church? And so a couple ways for you to, to send those prayer concerns into us. And our promise to you is we will never say your name, your church's name. It will be completely anonymous. So... Let's get into our last little segment of the podcast uh, before we get into part two with our episode with Thrive Worship. And we call this section Sliding into the DMs. Dude, do you like the music I've been picking lately for sliding? You've got some bops in there. I know, right? I feel like it's like, oh man. I always like when I'm like listening on Soundstripe, like listening for my next jam, I'm like, oh yeah. I feel like I'm sliding right now. Right. So we have, That's an, how I pick we, it. We have an intern named Jackson. Very talented. He's a student at Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Very talented. Okay. He was explaining to me at lunch today the difference between a bop, okay, a jam, and a banger. Wait, there's a difference? There is, and I don't remember what they are. <laughs> but there is a, quite a difference, apparently, between a bop, a, a jam, and a banger. I wonder if, could you have a bopple jamger? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good it's all of them exactly exactly yeah. it's a big old composite so in our sliding in the dm segment on our podcast um what we do is we go looking through our instagram uh in in our dms and on some of the question and answers that we've had in the past 
And uh, we like to take some of those questions and actually discuss them here uh, on the podcast because many times there's just not enough room in Instagram to be able to type everything out. And so, and we're talkers, we're not writers. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, exactly. we'd rather talk about it than write about it. Chat and it so, up, baby. You know, we're, we're solid C plus students in, in high school and college. <laughs> Come on now. George so, W. Uh, George W. Bush was a C student. He was president twice. He did great. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, yeah. He did great. Some would say maybe he didn't, but I would say he did. Back to back, baby. That's right. Um, so uh, we take some of those questions and we'll just kind of talk about them here. And so, uh, Mr. Probs, what are we talking about this week? We're going to talk about finding the balance between staying humble and accepting compliments. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's really good. That one. Is and shockingly, one. this week, Brian has said, you know what, Jeremy? <laughs> I would love to go first on this question. <laughs> dog we're gonna now be racing to that um okay so here's what i would say um you know th this whole account is on is kind of based on not getting compliments <laughs> so if, if <laughs> this if is very true if you're getting them let, let me just say you know the the body of the body of christ you know first first thessalonians 5 11 uh, therefore encourage one another and build each other up uh, so if you're getting encouragement from the congregation, that's not a bad thing. And, uh, there's nothing, uh, unholy about accepting that and saying, thank you. I think that, uh, when it becomes a problem is when, you know, they always talk about athletes who read too many of their own press clippings. Uh, yeah. I think that w when it becomes a problem is when we start to kind of define ourselves or define, uh, our ministry define our ministry success by the compliments, you know, kind of like we don't do when we read the reviews of the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. We would never do that. So we would never let those affect how we never feel about ourselves. Never, ever, ever. I would just, can, you know, cry myself to sleep and eat some more yeah, ice us, cream. Get us to 300, please. Exactly. Please. <laughs> um, so I would say, you know, there's nothing wrong with just saying, thank you. Um, That's right. Praise the Lord grateful that you were encouraged. Um, that's kind of my go-to. I'm grateful that you were encouraged. If you've ever written us about the podcast, you probably have heard something like that in return, hopefully. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it, that's a, that's a, that's a gratitude. Uh, that's a gratitude thing. In our roles, all of us, whether you're in the booth or uh, on the platform, you're going to get plenty of, uh, feedback, you know, yeah, you know, I've always said, uh, I probably get, uh, more positive than I deserve. And I'm positive that I get way more negative than I deserve. So <laughs> that's kind of been my, my that's mantra really good. in my, good. in my 26 years. So yeah, I, you know, I would say nothing wrong with, uh, saying, thank you. God bless you. Thank you for sharing that. I'm grateful that you were encouraged. Um, Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Just make sure you keep it in check, man. And and we we talk a lot uh, just in the last episode uh, with Long Year. We talked a lot about uh, you know walking with people who have access to your life. Um, you know, people can who can say you know Jeremy or Scott could pull me aside and say, Hey, man, you got a little strut happening. You know, yeah. check it, check yourself before, before you wreck, you wreck, wreck yourself. yourself. <laughs> man i would say um w when people come up maybe you uh sing a special during the offering maybe you 
throttled, you know, a song you're singing or a guitar solo or the drums just sounded really good. Uh, maybe you, you nailed some effects on the vocals and sweetened them up and made it sound great. And somebody comes up, man, be gracious and take it. I think sometimes what we can do is it's almost like um, a reverse humility where like, oh, it wasn't me. It was the Lord. Yeah. Like, dude, to me, that's just as prideful as being like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because here's the deal. Every ounce of talent you had, God gave you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so like, um, so while there is an aspect of it that like it is the Lord leading through you, but he also gave you the gift and the talent to be able to go back and use that floor's glory. Mm -hmm. So like if God's given you a good voice, you practiced up, you were ready to go and you nailed it in the service. You just honored God in that. Amen. Take the encouragement. Like I get so frustrated. Like we have a guy that he's one of my closest friends and every time he leads worship, he does like a phenomenal job, but you go, oh, it's not me. It was the Lord. And finally, I just sat him down and go, dude, yes, it is the Lord, but it's also you. Hmm. It was, it was it, part of what, why you lead so well, JT, is because like you bring us into the Lord's presence just by the way you worship. So your moment to make a decision to go, you know what? I am going to bear my heart and soul to these people and let them see me go before the King of Kings. That moves me. And so that was the decision that you made to be used of the Lord. You need to accept that encouragement. Now, don't let it go to your head. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and so you got to find that balance. And so like sometimes you got to have people in your life that have an open door to go, dude, you're being a bonehead right now. Your Absolutely. head can't fit through that door anymore. Yep, you yep. know what I'm saying? Check it, baby. Luckily, luckily for me, I have my wife and she, she keeps me grounded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, it's always good to have those people, but it is like Brian said, it is not a bad thing to receive encouragement because God might be trying to give that back to you because of your obedience to him. And so when you're not allowing those people to be able to come in. And so I think there's no problem with somebody coming up and saying, Oh, you know, Jeremy, that message this weekend, I really got, you know what? Praise God. Praise I am God. so Absolutely. thankful that he was able to minister to you. I'm thankful that I had the opportunity. Hey, thank you so much for coming up and sharing that with me. Mm -hmm. That really encouraged my soul today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, not, we're not it, like, just like Jeremy said, it, it's, we're doing everything we're doing to glorify the Lord, especially in our services and uh, in our lives. And, um, but there's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with, uh, Receive that encouragement, man. It doesn't come every day. That's right. So be grateful for it. That's right. Absolutely. All right, my man. Well, let's get ready for episode two with Thrive Worship. Now, they will be at Experience night one. Um, and so, again, we keep saying it. You got to come hang out, come get to see these guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's get ready for uh, part two with the guys from Thrive Worship. All right. Uh, question number four. Um, if if you could take on the role of any fictional character <laughs> of all time, who would you pick and why? Like, we need to know why you would want to take on. That's them. easy for me. Iron Man. Okay. Iron Man. <laughs> yes. You know why? Because not only do you get this super cool suit with the little heart thing, and you get to fly around and you're a superhero, but you also get like, if it's based on the real life movie that was made with uh, Robert Downey Jr., then you get to have a bunch of Audi R8s and a massive mansion on the cliff of <laughs> Malibu. So I'm like, that's yeah. a win-win. I'm a superhero and go. I'm super rich and I live where I want to live with the car I want to drive. So exactly. there you go. Boom. Easy. 
That's awesome. I love it. That's, That's a good. great choice. That's real good. I feel like I would choose like Luke Skywalker. Like, I mean, yes. how how cool would that be? Um, my email address. Well, I'm not going to say my email address on this. It's a Star Wars <laughs> reference. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, I just think that'd be so cool. And like, I'm. I, but I see. Here's the thing. I'd be like Luke with the blue lightsaber. Like, give me Obi Wan. Like OG. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100. Like, percent But you can't oh, fly. I, so. I don't want to. Huh. Well, and dude, I don't know. You're living in some weird one. tent thing in like the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, but it's just like you're you're like living off the ground, man. Yeah, but he could pick that tent up with his mind that's and move it over there. That's so. true. I probably could fly, bro. I probably could. Oh fly. yeah, that's right, first. dude. Isn't it? And oh, I got a next man. one. <laughs> you got me beat. Yeah, and R two D two. I mean, R two D two. My buddy's yeah. on solo. Like, isn't it funny how those things can bring so much joy to your life oh, so yeah like i'm a little bit of a, of a gamer like I, I like to play xbox nice. and stuff and so battlefront 2 which is a star wars game just went on sale for seven dollars wow i'm not gonna lie the moment i got to play as luke skywalker <laughs> yeah I, I was like 11 <laughs> years old again like i was as happy as i could be like i'm luke skywalker right <laughs> now. it's like it's so nostalgic and like i'm telling you that i still will say to this day that's the best uh scored movie out there i just mm. don't know if anybody has better music than that it's like the most emotion uh oh absolutely so good yeah, it's so good so good I, I mean, Lion King was pretty good. Lion King was good. That's like a little too emotion evoking. Like, um, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's the last question of the five. Um, so if we could, if we had a giant arena and we could gather every uh, worship leader, every player, singer, production volunteer, all over, we could get them all in one place and we handed you a microphone to sp speak to them. What would you want to impress on them? Well, that's a good question. You know, I think it, I, my answer may change based on the day, but I mm -hmm. think if it were today, um, I would just, I would try to, um, I think I would just come from the point of going, look, everybody comes into uh, their calling and their um, ministry at different times. The Bible is very clear on that, that, um, he gives us gifts, he gives us callings, but it is in his timing. And I think to, uh, one thing I wish I would have taken more advice on and taken heed of, um, is going enjoy the season and the moment that you're in, um, because you never get to go back to that again. I just saw something recently that, um, being on earth, it's the only time that we will get to worship with pain or with trials or with uh, whatever we're going through. It's the only time in eternity that we'll get to do that. Cause when we're in heaven, there's no tears, there's no pain, there's nothing. And so, you know, I think like, I think back on my life and, um, you know, I grew up from the time I was seven years old, I had panic attacks, gosh, at least once a month, um, mm. maybe, maybe more than that. And when I toured, um, well, it was a lot more than that when I flew. Um, and, you know, I think like, Though, though I, I'm fully aware and fully believe that um, that's different than fear, um, I think I would encourage people to, to trust that God is actually, um, he's up there and all of your problems look very small to him. And the, like I said, the moment that you're in is not the, it, your season does not define your lifetime. And so um, I think, yeah, like enjoy the moment you're in, live a day at a time and just 
remember that God is, is looking out for you and he's fighting for you. That promise sounds trite, but it's, it's true. It's like the scripture does not change. So yeah, I think that would, that's something that I feel like humanity needs to grasp hold of right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What amazing perspective. I mean, that I, honestly, I'm like sitting here, I'm like, I feel like that's one of the more profound statements I've heard in 37 episodes of this <laughs> podcast. You know, I guess I've never thought about it. this mm. is like, it's almost like an honor right now yep. to get to worship through our pain, yep. through the toil, because um, it's going to be easy to worship in heaven because yep. we're not fighting through any of that stuff. And so that sacrifice of putting the Lord over your circumstance, mm-hmm. that is, uh, I'm going to have to take some time to marry. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Thought. That's so yeah. good. Um, I agree with everything uh, that Corbin said. I think helping them know that would be awesome. Uh, my, I think my statement would be um, to the seasoned people, uh, what you do matters. Um, Mm. it really matters. It makes an eternal impact. I think as worship leaders, as production people, as people in church, we're, we're tempted at some point along our journey, you know, I'm coming up on 10 years and that's not a massive amount of time, but it's not a short amount of time either, um, to be serving in a church. Uh, I've served in church longer than that, but served on staff at one church for that amount of time. You, you go through a lot of different seasons. And sometimes um, I think it's a very big um, trap of the enemy to, to come at us and say, you know, does what, you, is what you're doing, is the finance side of things that you're sacrificing for being in ministry when there's a lot of other opportunities out there, is, is you getting up on uh, a weekend and singing some songs for people really doing anything is uh, you pushing that fader on the console and making it sound a certain way or showing that, making that light turn or, uh, you know, getting that video shot. Is it really doing anything? That's hundred percent the enemy trying to diminish what God has gifted us to do. And I've heard okay. a lot of stories of how, worship specifically has impact it has taken people who are christians and got them through exactly these things that corbin is talking about these seasons worshiping through pain like so many stories of this little lyric that you sang at this time you know kind of a thing or um you know there's all these little pieces of the art that we do that reflect you know who god is and we have no idea I think how much it really impacts people and how much God uses it. And Mm. at the same time, I think there's a lot of non-believers that are drawn to Jesus through this incredible thing of music, you know, music, music says what words can't, what words can't, you know? And, um, I think when we're around it for so long, we can become numb to its impact. And at times we need to re Mm -hmm. reignite and get, uh, we need to find a new love for what we do. And I've been through a yeah. few of those seasons and, and, you know, come out on the other side. And um, I just think if I had the opportunity to say something to everyone and I was going to allow it to actually impact them, I would say what you do really matters. It makes a massive impact. Don't give up, keep going, fight the good fight. It's going to be worth it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably what I would say. Which is so funny because, I mean, the story that I told you guys at Greater Things, yeah. like, 
Brian and I laughed five weeks ago. Um, I knew I was needed to look for a new job. Mm. I'm, I was in the hospital fighting an infection. Mm. Um, it was a pretty, um, it, it was just a really rough time, yeah. you know, dealing with everything. And I kept listening. Greater things was like my song, you know, there were mm. some scriptures and then greater things was my, my song. And here I sit, you know, five weeks later looking at this new opportunity going, Oh my gosh, this was everything the Lord's been promising uh -huh. me for the last 10 years. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, so you guys, and just that, I mean, so if that's an impact, you guys are, I mean, many of you seasoned veterans out there, the same thing's happening for you, yeah. you know? Um, so that, that's really good word guys. Seriously. Absolutely. Oh, Powerful. Yeah. Cool. So that, that's the end of the frame. Yeah, yeah. I got more questions. Is that cool? That's great. Oh, yeah. You guys got time. Oh, we got time. Okay, cool. Bro. Let it go. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> so one of the things I'm super intrigued by, by both of you is yep. the church kids. Yep. So you've grown up in the church, um, and yet you're still in it to win it now. So at this point, what, wh what is your passion? Like what gets you out of it, out of bed every single day? Because let's be honest, you guys are pouring out emotionally nonstop. You guys are doing the hard work to lead people to Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even when there's people who don't want to be led or complain about how you're doing it. Like, so like right now, what, what are you passionate about? <laughs> Man, you know, it's funny, interesting timing. Um, I kind of recently have been going through my own journey with um, some different anxiety and different things. And, and it's been a, it's just been an interesting season that God's been really working in in my life. It's been awesome. It, honestly, it's been awesome. It's been really hard, but it's been really awesome. And I've grown, I've kind of, feel like I've got this new fire in me to what's getting me out of bed is when I'm going through a crazy season and God uses another person to speak to me or to bring me a word or to lead me in worship or to bring me closer to him, it makes a massive difference for me. And I just feel like my biggest passion right now is to be able to do that to someone else. Like what can I do every day to to get a hold of people and lead them closer to to what God wants for them? Uh whether it's people who are hurting or or like what we were just talking about, inspiring worship leaders to keep going. Cause I just feel like I've been through so many seasons of almost giving up mm -hmm. that I wanna like I want people to know like, hey, I'm in this battle too. I'm not perfect. I, I'm a ministry, ministry guy. I'm yeah. a pastor. I've got tons of flaws, but I love Jesus. And, you know, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep going. Let's, let's keep going together. And then just, I don't know, I've got this renewed, like passion for worship. This is like within the last mm. probably two, three weeks. I feel like wow. when I'm worshiping on stage, like, I really mean it. You know what I mean? And um, I think that... Was there something that was like an impetus No, I just think that? there's this danger when you're doing it, like I was talking about, of becoming numb to it, you know? And I think for me, it was like, every time I set foot on that stage, like, are you believing? Are you believing what you're telling other people to sing, you know, out of, out of their mouths? You know, we're, as worship leaders, we're we're giving people and songwriters, we're giving people the theology that they're singing 
and they're repeating it over and over again. Yeah. And so that's why I would say also in this season, a big, uh, probably one of the biggest things other than just like, hey, I want, I want to help minister to people the way that I've been ministered to, I guess is a simple way of saying it. Mm. But I want to write songs that have the power to change people's lives. I want to write songs yeah. that are yeah. directly from the words of Jesus that speak truth so that when someone's in a situation where they don't feel like they can get out of, they can repeat that line over and over again. And it actually correlates to scripture. So it has power in it. I think that as songwriters, we have a really important job because, you know, we're putting those words in people's mouths. And so right now for me in this season of life, what gets me out of bed is going, I want to do that. I want to help. I want to help create a way for people to experience God through music and, and lyric. And uh, because I've seen it impact my life and I guess it's twofold. It's that. And I want to keep, I'm a big, I love investing in people. So I want to keep helping invest in the young worship leaders of our generation and getting them because they're going to be way better than we are when they're our age. And, and I, we've got some amazing talent at our church. And um, I just think, yeah. Uh, part of you know what I'm supposed to do is help build into them uh, at the same time uh, for this you know that's the beauty of Thrive Worship is I see like Corbin and I kind of s- helping start this movement but I'm looking like 30 years down the road of like a whole new generation of Thrive Worship with you know I don't know 15 albums and 30 albums down the road what's it going to look like like that pumps me up you know what I mean mm. But it's a great reminder for the, we have a lot of people who are listeners to the po- of the podcast that are on the younger end of the spectrum, maybe just starting out in ministry. That's a great, uh, you need to rewind that last couple of minutes and listen again, because that's a great, great, great reminder to yeah. all of us. We always like to say, okay, we'll pause it right here. We'll wait for it. Go ahead. Exactly. Go back. <laughs> exactly. Hit it again, man. Hit it again. No, I think that's so good. And, um, you know, for me, I'd say it's actually something similar. We, so one thing that I've been incredibly grateful to is um, the fact that Lincoln has um, put aside any agenda that he might have had and chose to pour into people like Peter and I. And um, there's a lot, there's a lot of others on our staff that he's done that for. And um, you know, it, even to the, down to the fact that we got to sign on a label that he was signed to, um, yeah. you know, just like, that's a very selfless thing to do when you could also be building your own career and, and achieving your own accolades like Lincoln has done. But, you know, um, I think when I look at our team at the church, when I look at, um, Thrive Worship, uh, on that scope that Peter's talking about, I go, man, we have, uh, not just a opportunity, but a responsibility to uh, look at who's coming down the line. And, and on, since you're saying there's a lot of younger worship leaders that listen to this, like th- the reality is, I think when you're young and you're talented, um, you naturally are going to lean towards wanting more or biting off more than you can chew. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think there's actually something really healthy in that. I think that's why um, there were people in the Bible who were given their anointing very early in life, you know, think about David as being anointed so early on. But if you look at his journey, he uh, found out what his calling was very, very early on in life as a shepherd, and then went on this 
rigorous journey to get to the point of actually being king. And um, I think that there is actually some beauty along that um, that process. That if you if you were ambitious and wanted to skip it, you would uh, you would burn out. Because I think that uh, another great thing I heard. I think I was reading this in a book. Um, we all think we're David. We all think that we're the anointed king that's going to be uh, like after God's heart and just you know, just loved and, and, and like just adored by anybody they come in contact with. But the reality is we're, we're actually probably Saul. And until we yeah. have the Saul beat out of us time and time and time again, then we'll never get to the point of being David. And so, you know, I think David, had he not gone and had to hide in caves for weeks on end and um, dodge spears and all of that, I think he might have had uh, a more um, jaded and more uh, maybe kind of domineering and angry style of leadership, but because he was forced to learn in a way that um, showed him the way not to do it, uh, he was then brought into this place of being able to lead from such an amazing, um, like humil- or like humble spot. Hmm. So I think for the young worship leader, the young um, whatever minister coming in, I think that you need to appreciate the the process, like the, the time that it takes to learn your craft and to learn um, how to lead from a place of humility. I just think that is lost on a lot of um, my generation. I'm, I'm a millennial. I'm not a millennial basher, um, but I think our millennial generation is very entitled. I think that we, we want everything um, that we want and we want it now. And I just think that's not the way that life is designed. And um, yeah, so I think for me right now, going in and saying, Hey, I, I, I'm, I recognize this gift in you. I recognize this calling on your life. I recognize ABC and I want to help you get there because I think that for me, I was fortunate to have the people around me to push me. And, uh, I just want to duplicate that and whoever I come in contact with. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. That's really good. Excellent. Um, wow. how would you guys, like, what would be some advice that you would give to worship leaders about what it looks like to, um, chase after who God is to figure out what their anointing is for their church. Okay. So here's where this question comes from. Um, We were having a conversation with Candace Payne. I don't know if you guys know who she is. You remember the lady on Facebook that put the Chewbacca mask on and just laughed for like 20 minutes. It's the most watched video ever on (laughs) Facebook. It's in the Guinness book. So she, wow. In the, yeah. And so she, she came on with us and she said, one of the things that she sees in all these churches she travels around to is like, in a day and age where I can just go to multi-tracks and I can get all of Thrive's yeah. tracks, yes, I can watch your video and figure out exactly what I should wear. <laughs> um, I can go, I can go to any website I want and get all your Kemper presets, so my guitar will sound exactly like what I heard in the album. While those are all really good things and are a resource for the church, what Candace is saying is that um, there are times that people then they just try to do all of that, and what happens is now they're living off the scraps of Thrive's anointing rather than living in their own anointing. Wow. So obviously I think what sets, I think the more that we've interviewed all these different guests and different bands, we're seeing more and more that obviously all of you have learned how to to chase after God's heart, to come up with these lyrics, to be able to take the things you're experiencing in life and to be able to put um, word and music to it, right? And that's chasing after God. And the sound you came is that anointing you have 
and this all your music started as how does this minister to Bayside and now is going out. So yep. what advice would you give churches? Practical maybe of how do they go searching after their, their own anointing? Because again, they can do your stuff and it's good and it's going to minister to people, but that was your anointing for Bayside. Yeah, that wow, what a great question and great perspective on that one. I think uh there's probably a couple different ways you could you could answer that question. For me, I would say um I I do think there's some value in learning from people who have done something that you want to achieve before you. And uh in that process, you have to find a place where you then go, okay, this is information. And it needs to be now taken to heart and and brought back to my point of view, my perspective, my uh, culture, my church. So for us, I think one of the things that started uh, separating us from even Lincoln and, and what he's done for our church is going, um, what is the heartbeat of the actual church attendee right now? What what are they going through? And so I think some of these songs uh are birthed out of actual, well, I don't think these songs are birthed out of actual stories from our congregation. Hmm. You know, what's, what's interesting is uh, anytime that you are a part of a church body, you have a culture, whether or not you think you do. So the, the culture is what other people say you are. And so I think that when you're kind of entering into a, a season of trying to kind of find your own voice and find your own um, place as a, as a, minister and as a songwriter for the church, you will, will literally not be able to do it unless you're aware of what the heartbeat of your congregation is. And so, um, yeah, I think that was like the defining moment for us is going, we're going to just write songs that we know um, are actually impacting real life scenarios in our church. I think everyone needs to answer the question, what, why? Question mark. What's your Why? That that's gonna drive pretty much a lot of things you do in life, right? What is your why for okay, what is the why for, you know, forming a band and creating music? What what does that land on? You know? And the way you answer that question, which yeah, you could answer it a million different ways, right? But you have to really dig and figure out, okay, why am I doing this? What am I called to? You have to dig to find that. And sometimes it's going to be similar to other people's, but I believe every human on earth is going to have a similar why, but they're also going to have a very unique one uh, that God's given them. And it's about stirring that up to find it, you know? And we, we dealt with this for a long time, actually, just, just with the Thrive Worship thing. We had, we have a very smart people around us and we had, um, well, it's this, um, basically this branding company or what would you call it? Corbin creative agency that his wife works for tons of smart people way back in the day when we were talking about doing thrive worship, he took us through this whole thing of like, okay, but why? And it was like, we had to go through all these different things. You know, why don't you just want to be another Christian band? Why blah, 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 blah. And you just have to keep digging, 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 digging until you get to like the actual thing, you know, which is like for us, it's like we want to take the heartbeat of what our church is and we want to write towards that and, and use what God's spirit is doing through our community to minister to them. 
Now, if it only stays in our church and is working there, great, that's fine. But what we've noticed is that the realness of what we've been writing from, from those experiences actually relates to many people outside the church. And that's why we say this is an overflow because we're not doing this to try and be some big famous band and go all over the world. Would that be awesome? Yeah, it'd be awesome. We're doing it because we feel like God's put something on our hearts to write about for our people. But we believe now that that message should go out to the world and that it can inspire the world. It's not that it has to, it's that, you know, we're being obedient to what we feel like God's called us to, and he's going to take it and use it where he wants to. I think too, there's, uh, there's, there's a responsibility you have when you're on a church worship team to um, be helping execute what the senior pastor or whoever is in that point of leadership um, is kind of going after and what he feels like God's, like what, whatever they feel God is calling them uh, to at the moment, you kind of have to be attentive to that. I won't, I'm not going to say this and you can't hold me to it. I, this is not from the Bible, but I think just as much as the bottle cap challenge is a trend, I think yeah. there are spiritual trends. I think that sometimes God uh, wants to do a certain thing in the church globally. And um, I think it's, when you're able to find that spot where you're attentive to what's happening in your church, what's happening in your community, um, what's being taught from the stage at your church, from your pastors, and combine that with this kind of overall, you know, spiritual trend that's happening. You know, I think that's kind of where greater things came up for, for us. I think we sat down and went, it feels like what we know to be true about our church is our pastor loves bringing hope to people. He just, he has this statement that your best days are ahead. And um, we think that that's a scriptural truth. God says it in a million different ways throughout the Bible. But I think another thing that we felt was a spiritual trend at the time in the, in the big C church was uh, like, this is not the end of the story because greater things are coming. And so we just started writing it down. In fact, uh, the, the bridge was the first thing that came together on that one. And it was, straight. I mean, it's literal scripture. What you started to me, you yeah. said you were complete. If you're not done yet, then I'm Beans. not done yet. Just that I'm not done yet because you're not done working. That's incredible. And, and it was this trend that I felt like was happening in the big C church. And it, I just think that those things, when they're combined, create your voice. Uh, yeah. I think also one thing um, that I've been learning is as a worship leader, coming into your own, you know, kind of speaking to what you just said about the, the tremble thing. Um, you know, we work with a ton of young worship leaders who, and it's funny, I just had, you know, I've been having meetings with different people about this, like teaching young worship leaders when they're, you know, exhorting like what they're saying and that they'll try to, you know, use these Christianese phrases and, or copy exhortations that they've heard. And that's not a bad thing, but one thing I've been learning that I think is more meaningful is worshiping and leading and exhorting from your own personal conviction. Uh, Mm. And Mm. I think that's the same way with singing a line, how you're singing the song. Are you singing it to mimic someone or are you singing those things from your own personal conviction about the song? I've even had to tell people like, if you can't 
exhort from your own personal conviction of what you believe the words are saying, then you need to sit with the lyrics in the Bible and figure out what God's saying to that song and then decide what you would tell wow. someone about that song. Then you go exhort mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. Not, not the other way around because otherwise, you know, you can get stuck in this habit of just, like you said, you know, you're copying everything everyone else is doing. But I think God has something to say to each person specifically for them. And he wants to use your voice to say it to other people. If we all copy each other yeah. all the time, then most of the things yeah. God wants to get through aren't going to get through, you know? And so, but that takes discipline and yeah. it takes time. And so that, that would also be my encouragement for any of the younger worship leaders find your personal convictions about the songs as you're leading them. Also, and when you're writing, find write from your personal convictions. You know, what is God teaching you? What is God teaching uh, you in that season? That's where the good ones come from, you know? Yeah. That's great. Wow. That's fantastic. That's great, guys. Dude, Big Tasty. I mean, every time we have these guests on, I just feel like they just, it always exceeds your expectations. It does, man. It does. Make sure and go check out their music. Uh, oh yeah, their their new music is out there rocking. I was listening to it at lunch today in my car, and um, it is really, really good stuff. And it they're is. good dudes, man. You can tell authenticity, a lot of humility. You know, the the nation doesn't always get to see the video portion, at least yet, that you and yeah. I get to see. And um, these are the real. These guys are the real deal. Yeah, and it's the craziest thing. You guys hear us talk about all the time, like, you know, Kim Walker Smith talked about it. Others have talked about it. Like, there is a correlation between the size of the platform that many of these artists have and the depth of their relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolutely, man. You know, like, I mean, that's always our prayer. We pray this all the time with Brian and I and Scott Longyear's been joining in on us. Like, may the platform of worship leader problems never outgrow our relationship with you and our character and our integrity absolutely man so like if this could this just be like i'm hoping for you the listeners you're out there and you're hearing these dudes hearts and you're going oh yeah it's easy to go get a record deal when you're at bayside and they have twenty thousand people in lincoln Bru-. none of that plays into the factors you hear their heart you hear how they're they're chasing after god mm. you know so when you're out there like that's our prayer for you like may your platform never outgrow who you are in christ absolutely Absolutely. And, you know, those being at those big churches may uh, shine a spotlight on, on people. Um, But if they can't carry the mail, none of this stuff, whatever, none of this stuff, whatever, ever happen. you know, talent only will get you through the door, but it will not keep you in the room. Oh, okay. Our little worship Socrates. (laughs) (laughs) So great, man. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 38 of the podcast. Make sure you go to our Instagram at Worship Leader Probs and like it. Get on Facebook and like us uh, on there. And then also whatever uh, app you're listening to this podcast on right now, if you just go in, hit like, hit subscribe and give us a five star rating, we would just really appreciate it. And so we love you, Worship Leader Probs Nation. And until next time, see ya. Deuces. Bye.